Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We can record a bit at the beginning bit that isn't the bit. Do you know what I okay, mean? Okay, yes. Yeah, 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 that's great. Unless it's gold and then it has to go in, which is very rare. <laughs> but it's 20 minutes in and we haven't actually said anything. Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utter bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger, and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Okay, kids. Oh what? my god, I'm so hot. <laughs> I'm slightly distracted, Alison. Hey, my dress is on. It's just, it's a halter. I'm dressed. You look fully dressed. It was just the flapping. I was looking at Alison flapping, thinking, is she going to take off? What's happening? But you're just airing yourself. I do that as well, where I do that with the armpit. Just getting some air, yeah. And do you know what I'd like to do every now and again is do that with my boobs. You <gasps> know when it's really hot and you get that boob sweat and you just want to roll them oh, up? I lift them and just go get the air under there. Yeah, yeah, just get the air underneath. And I'll tell you another thing, and I have talked about it on this podcast before, and I get it all the time, knee sweat. Can we talk about that? It's anyone's knees just my knees. No other part of my legs is sweating. Just my knees start to sweat. No, I don't get that. But like top part or like underneath part? No, I'm talking about the top of my knees. That's weird. That is different. Yeah. No, Jen, you're on your own there. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad we started this show the way we did. <laughs> <laughs> but then I went through the menopause without any symptoms, much to the amazement of Jen. <laughs> Maureen, how could you possibly at the age of 38? I know, very young. <laughs> It happens, it doesn't it? It does happen. Do you know what? I went through the menopause without even noticing. Everyone else around you noticed, but you didn't know. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had no change of personality, no change in anything, no hot sweats, no hot flushes, whatever they're called. No erratic behaviour. Um... <laughs> That's been there for years. <laughs> it would be hard to tell, wouldn't it, Maureen? Slightly more aggressive than usual. No, we couldn't tell the difference. No, I'd get worried if she was real calm and docile and accepting of everyone. I'd be like, what's wrong with her? Is she okay? When I'm really, really angry, I go very quiet. That is when I'm really angry. And I've been in a car journey where that happened. And I, for one, was terrified for the person that we were in the car with. 
with things, Alison, I didn't think anybody could tell that I was annoyed. Yeah, have you seen um, Maureen angry, Alison? I don't think... Uh, I haven't noticed, but I don't think I've made you angry yet, have I, Maureen? No. No, no, it wouldn't be you. It'd be someone else. Even when I make Maureen angry, she doesn't go quiet. She's just like, oh, don't do that because it's really annoying. Do you remember, I did tell you once never to talk to me like that again when you really annoyed me in the car, in Coventry. I mean, that is hilarious that I annoyed Maureen in the car because I seem to remember I was driving. <laughs> you really annoyed me while you were giving me a lift. <laughs> while I was driving you around Coventry. <laughs> Classic Maureen. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone from sweaty knees to menopause to Maureen and I not talking. And we're only two minutes in, guys. That's a good one. It's that kind of show. So, how's everyone's week been? Alison, how have you been? I've been good, thank you very much. So, I was saying to you girls before, yesterday was the first time I was back in an indoor comedy club, which was very exciting. Yeah. (laughs) No, it was real fun. It was real fun. It was all socially distanced. It was funny, though, because some clubs I go to, this is what I think. We're going to go in and I'm going to be like, oh, socially distanced actually looks exactly like the amount of people that used to be in this club before. Anyway, moving on. Uh, that wasn't the case last night, but they did a great job of like spreading it all out and everything, so it feels good. What was the best part, though, if I may brag for a moment here, we took the puppy because, you know, yeah. he's a road pup. So we got him in the car, we drove. Okay, we started off the podcast with my boyfriend bringing me crumpets, if we can just flash back. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, this is what he said to me. It might just be easier if you and the dog sit in the back seat and, like, just take your iPad. I know you downloaded a couple of things you want to watch. I don't mind. Just go ahead or take a nap. So literally my boyfriend just did driving oh, Miss Daisy yesterday. Wow. I sat in the Dream. back with the puppy. That was really nice. That was oh, really nice. Oh, that's lush. Even pre-kids, I never remember Chloe suggesting. <laughs> driving me anywhere oh do you know what I'm really tired Chloe I can't believe I've got to go all the way up to like Manchester and back tonight on my own wouldn't it be great if we could go up together and share the experience she'd be like yeah would be but that's not happening bye 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 that's the only advantage everyone to dating a comedian because he was also on the show which is what made it all lovely handy yeah so, Andy. so Danny's such a nice guy. Yeah. I can imagine him doing that even when he's not on the bill. I mean, yeah, honestly, true. he drives me. And especially right now, he's like, I'll take you to any gigs. It's fine. It's okay. I'm going to pay this back to Chloe later and we'll talk about it. In- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not going to have any effect. What I'll do is I'll play this just before we go to sleep. Go, just just going to bring this up just before bed and then just see what she says. And then we'll both go to sleep on a mood. Uh, and I think that that's the best way to continue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to close my internet. Don't close your internet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at my email. Maureen switches it off at the wall. Oh, I haven't got any makeup on. Oh, for fuck's sake, Maureen, it's a podcast. Get a grip. We might have to push your boundaries out a bit, okay? <laughs> Time for Be More Maureen. A Be More Maureen moment. I love that I come to it and you're like, oh, we both know this. All right, don't tell Allison until we get to the show. So this is another one. (laughs) And I love looking at your faces in anticipation. You're both like, oh, I'm so excited for her to hear this one. So be more Maureen moment. I'm ecstatic. Let me hear it. So I'm going to set it up because it was a long time ago when smartphones had just been introduced. So people weren't too sure about apps. At least I wasn't too sure about apps. That's my defense, right? It wasn't that long ago that people didn't know about apps, Maureen. (laughs) Anyway, don't listen to Jen. So, Chris Holiday, who used to be the breakfast DJ on Gay Day, a good mate of mine, and we were in his flat, and this was years ago, because he's now happily married, but he was showing me Grinder. 
So he said, oh, look, like a gay man 100 metres away, another gay man 200 metres away, whatever. And I was looking at this app and I was really, really impressed. I said, that's amazing. He went, yeah, it is. And I went, yeah, it really is amazing. I mean, for starters, how does your phone know you're gay? I mean, I don't even know where to go from here. (laughs) (laughs) Maureen didn't even know that it was an app. She just thought the phone was like, I sense that this is a homosexual. Just to let you know, there's a gay man 50 metres from here. A single gay man 100 metres from here. There's three gay men five miles from here. I thought the phone kind of knew he was gay and then just was... Do you know what, though? But if that was the case... I thought it was amazing. It would be amazing, Maureen. If you were struggling knowing, am I gay or am I not? But then Grinder shows up on your phone and you're like, done. I know what I am now. I am what I am. <laughs> Chris's face, he went, Maureen, it's an app. And I went, oh, that makes much more sense. When people started talking about apps, I'm all food-oriented. Apps are appetizers for me. Oh. That's what we used to call in North America, apps. Should we have an app before dinner? Oh, I can see how that's confusing. Hey, I got a new app on my phone. You're like, yeah. what? You can eat this? Yeah, and then they would be like, yeah, you can do this math equation. I'd be like, go fuck yourself with your app. <laughs> if you're not putting some dumplings in front of me, I don't have time to talk to you anymore. Well, I think on Grindr, you probably saw quite a few dumplings. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I love about Grinder. Well, I mean, obviously, I don't need Grinder, do I? But I have had a look at it, and it's just dick pick a go go, isn't it? I mean, and also, I find that quite interesting because that is obviously when you get two men together, they're like, of course, you want to see my cock. Um, obviously, you know, for heterosexual apps, if men were just chucking dick pics of women, they'd be like, oh, God, please, can I just see your face first? And with the lesbians, I mean, forget it. I mean, the lesbian equivalent of Grinder never took off. I can't even remember what it was called. What, Brenda? Was it called Brenda? <laughs> Brenda! Maureen, I think you've made I'm sure it was called Brenda. You know what Brenda was? It wasn't dick pics. It was just people just exchanging like different kinds of coffee shops they've been to. And (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I went on years ago before Brenda or Blender. Wasn't it Blender? It was Blender, not Brenda, Maureen. (laughs) Blender. See? Did you ever do internet dating, Alison? Do you know what? Uh, I just missed it. See, that not that interesting? I'm a zennial, so I'm one of these people. I never actually went on a site in my life. Do you know what? Um, somebody said to me, what would be your Tinder profile? And I was like, leave me alone. I'm not interested. That would be my <laughs> Tinder profile. Yeah, that would be Maureen's Tinder profile. Maureen would be like, I don't want anyone to contact me, but it's weird because nobody's contacted me. <laughs> Um, it's interesting because the LGBTQ community um, were doing a dating, well, not apps, but dating websites long before the Hetties got involved. And so I did all of that back in the early noughties. Um, there was a site known as Gaydar Girls. That's where I used to go and gaydar my way around. I didn't really. Um, I wasn't very good at it. And also you could put on your profile what you're into. One long-term relationship, friendship, uh, group sex. Uh, genuinely, these were things. One on one sex, you know, casual sex, whatever. I'm looking for friendship or relationship. That's what I'd put down. And so I'd, I'd had a lot of very intense conversations with women over a coffee. And I was like, I, I want to just, I, I just want to mm-hmm. get, I don't want to be crude, but I thought I just kind of want to get laid. Yeah. I kind of want to have a fun. I just want to yeah. have a bit of fun. I don't even, I'm not even sure I want a relationship. Okay. I just come out of one. I was like, okay. So I thought I'm going to experiment with the. So you were uh, right into group sex. Oh no, I couldn't handle. <laughs> oh no, we all know group sex. I'd be the person sitting down with the cup of tea going, what do I do? <laughs> I'm confused. Which end? Um, so this woman contacted me and uh, we had a very brief chat. And she said, oh, let's meet up at blah, blah, blah. So I met her in this uh, coffee shop in uh, Soho. We had a coffee because we were supposed to be meeting up for sex. And at the end of the coffee, we both sort of went, hmm, what do you, do you, what do you, what do you, what are we, so what's, uh, 
And then I think she said, should we just, should we go for another coffee before we do the sex thing? And I was like, yeah, let's, let's have another coffee before we do this. And we never met again. And that was it. That was, that's the lesbian version of uh, casual sex is you meet for a coffee, go, this seems a bit strange, doesn't it? I really feel like I haven't got a connection yet. I don't even know your star sign. I really need to know more about your relationship with your mother before I can go down on you. And I was like, I feel the same. Okay, bye, 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 bye. And that was the end of it. And I just, I'm sure lesbians are banging each other left, right and centre. But at the time I was like, and I spoke to a few friends who was like, have you done this casual sex thing? They were like, yeah. They were like, what did you happen? Oh, just had a drink and went home. And I was like, yeah, same, same. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. There's loads of lesbians listening going, you're doing it wrong, mate. <laughs> Do you know what? I did internet dating when it, like it was for a free period because I wasn't going to invest in it. But I just found, even though I lied about my age, this was a few years ago, and I made out I was like in my mid-30s, so this is obviously a complete rubbish. How old were you, Maureen? Well, I would say a few years older. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we know my age is a big mystery. Maybe, Maureen, they saw the photo and went, yeah, she's not 34. Oh, no, no, I used an old photo. I wasn't stupid. Maureen, you've completely <laughs> understood the whole point of dating put a photo of yourself when you're everybody's lying on those sites no one is telling the truth yeah but they're not lying in terms of a photo of themselves from 15 years ago who said it was just 15 (laughs) (laughs) thank you maureen that was a great be more maureen um and led us down a, a wonderful wormhole which i always enjoy but now i think it's time to ask Alison. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice. Cause I ain't using it. No, no. No, no. Take my advice. I ain't using it. Go to the gym, pay all your taxes, get it Woo-hoo! together. Thank you. Here we go. So our problem this week, why and how do I stop going for the same wrong type of person? Mm, Which I thought was interesting. Ladies, before uh, you found the love of your life, Jen, did you have a type or, you know, were you drawn to a wrong type? Was there something? Sure. Yeah. Um, I think blonde women that are mean to me. That's my type. Um, but actually, I think that's what I've ended up with. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's definitely my type. Or just generally women that like just are unimpressed by me. Those are the ones I'm like, oh, I, I really like you. <laughs> you're like, look at me. I can dance. Look at this. Look at me. I can be really funny. And then they're like, just roll their eyes. Those women. Okay. Yeah. So the ones that make you feel not enough. Yeah. The ones that make me feel bad about my existence. Yeah. Oh, those are my girls. Ah, that sounds about right. Maureen, what about you? What's your type? I tend to go for men that are emotionally unavailable and preferably do not live in the same country as me. Ah, distance. That's a nice one. Yeah. 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 Wow. We have very healthy types, Maureen. <laughs> I think maybe Alison needs to help us. <laughs> well. My type, I'll tell you what, I realized it's taken me a long time until Danny. Ooh, sad eyes. Really? I got a thing for sad eyes. Oh, you can save him. I didn't even realize that was my thing until I was like, sad eyes, draw me in. So I thought that was very interesting. So anyway, so why and how to stop going for the same wrong type? Why? Okay, very many reasons. And again, this may not be everyone. So please, if you're like, that's not why, don't get defensive, everyone. Some people might have a fear of being alone. Maybe some people haven't thought of what their deal breakers are, like really analyze what it is you want in somebody. Oh, you think you can change them. That was a big one for me. That's why I kept going for the wrong type. I saw sad eyes and I was like, I will make you happy. Uh, You may be afraid of commitment without realizing it. Thank you, Maureen, for putting up your hand because I was like, oh, that sounds like a girl I know. (laughs) 
how do you stop this cycle of going for the wrong type? I'm going to say, number one, you need to stop dating. If this keeps happening, you need to take a step back. It's like an addiction thing. You're looking for a fix. How about 19 years stopping? Is that, is that <laughs> yeah. Well, we've established what's going on here, Miss F you and your commitment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's human behavior to seek out patterns and operate within them. So our early relationships are responsible for developing our pattern of attachment or how we relate to others, especially in stressful times. So a lot of the times the people we're attracted to, it's the emotional state they kind of put us in, which I know I'm going to sound very Freudian, but it does go back to childhood. A lot of people say you end up dating your parents. <laughs> You end up dating someone like your parent, right? So stop dating. Review the past. You need to really look at the last few partners. And I know I say write down lists. I'm a big list writer, everyone. But you really do need to analyze what are the things that were good in each relationship, what did maybe you learn, and what were the red flags. And keep that list. And when you decide to start dating again, look at that list and be true to yourself and go, am I seeing this in this person? Yes, I am. It's time to back off. And I think you need to get kind of pragmatic when it comes to this. Now, I think when you're looking for someone, you have to think of it in three separate categories. Head, heart, hormones. Okay? Often people are really drawn by the heart or hormones. We say that chemistry. Yeah, chemistry is often just a phrase for they make me feel something on the inside it may not necessarily be good or bad, but it's something. So sometimes chemistry is is a red flag. Try to lead with your head at all times. If you're seeing someone and they're not falling into all the things that it is that you wrote down, I think you need to back off until you break the habit because it's kind of like an addiction. That is what I think is kind of going on when you repetitively date the same wrong type. There we go. I think people like it. I think people enjoy that addiction. Absolutely. That roller coaster. You know, the bit of falling in love, then mm -hmm. the drama, and then, oh, I'm out of it. And then they can do it again with somebody else. And that bit at the beginning, I mean, we all remember the bit at the beginning. The of, dopamine of, of, that comes into your body. Yeah, You're like, this is course. amazing. Yeah. How can anybody ever get anything done? I just feel amazing because I'm thinking about this person yeah. naked all the time. I mean, I'm just saying that, putting that out there. But um, I, mean, I find it very hard to find men I'm attracted to. So the last guy I really was attracted to was in 2011. That is true. And as soon as I met him, I was attracted to him. But, you know, he was intelligent. He was witty. He was Austrian. So an Austrian sense of humour, which I've got a big soft spot for. And it was just like kapow. I mean, he ended up being an idiot. He didn't end up being an idiot. He started out as an idiot. Yeah, I didn't see it, though. It was one of those things where I'd have conversations with Maureen and she'd go, and then he did this. And what do you think this means? And I'd think, I think he's a dick. OK, but... Do you think he's a dick because things are going on in his... No, I just think he's a dick. But do you think it's because... No, I think he's an absolute bellend. <laughs> very self-absorbed. Very narcissistic. Very much a dickhead. Let's keep calling him a dickhead for the next... How long have this podcast have we got left? Let's just dedicate it to calling this guy various different insults. Um, no, but good advice, Alison. And I think the trouble is it's easier said than done because yeah. the difficulty is, is that we don't know consciously yes. that we're in these sort of cycles. Uh, so it's hard to break a cycle you don't even know that you're in. And even when you have, you know, we all have got friends that are going, God, you've got to stop dating these men or women. They're just a nightmare. They're not right for you. We can't hear it. We don't see it. And it, yeah. I don't know how people come to those conclusions themselves, but it's something like you've got to hit a wall and go, okay, time out. And then. Because you know what? You think you know better. You think that people don't really understand that you're going to prove them wrong. 
And then, in fact, what you end up doing is proving them right. You know, though, I don't think it's all bad because sometimes, you know, if you take a step back and you look at the horrible experiences, you have to say they have made you a bit of the person that you are. So that's how I feel about mine. Like, you know, I was in love with a guy. We dated for a long time. Whoop, I missed the cocaine addiction. These things happen in life, you know? You just, oh, you're a raging alcoholic. Unaware of that. Didn't notice that at first. But after a period of time, you're like, okay, these are (laughs) things that I will no longer put up with. <laughs> and then I moved to the UK. So yes, I have to put up with alcoholism no matter what. It is true. It's really hard to swerve it in this country. I'm so sorry to tell you that. There's no alcoholism in this country. There's just, just people who like, like a, a drink. drink. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I think, guys. I'm all about self-analyzing. You got to look inward before you're ever going to be able to fix the outside. That's my final line, everyone. Well, great advice, Alison. And that is why I am absolutely clinging on to my girlfriend in the hope that she will never wake up and realize she's made an error. Um, And (laughs) there are days where I can see it in her eyes where she's like, I think I've made a mistake here, but I distract her (laughs) with a little bit of glitter. And there we go. We carry on with our day. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. the show called oh yeah i've got it we've been talking bollocks yeah okay is everyone happy with that (laughs) um maureen what have you been watching i finished watching giri haji which is that japanese now spoilers don't which is amazing i have not finished it yet um i haven't finished it uh the other thing i watched was bombshell bombshell which is a movie with nicole kidman margot robbie (gasps) 
and oh. Charlene Therese. Oh, this sounds great. You'd love it, Jen. It's on Amazon where they take down Rob Isles or whatever. I can't remember the guy's name. He was the head of Fox News and they take him down. It's like the first time that women were able to take down somebody that powerful for sexual harassment. It's interesting, three women who end up coming together, really. And it's also got that Megyn Kelly, who, you know, Trump went to war with. And so you just see how women are treated and dealt with. And, yeah, it's definitely an interesting, interesting movie to watch. Recommend it. Also, it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's for Fox News, which is a right-wing uh, news outlet, and also these women who have often been in support of policy and of men who are very anti-women's rights or very anti sort of human rights to be honest then had to stand up and go actually no we're drawing a line underneath sexual assault that uh, must have been quite challenging for them in their work environment I agree bombshell. so yeah bombshell that's what I've seen what did you watch Jen well what have I been watching a couple of things at the same time there's a documentary about the Chicago Bulls on Netflix and I used to watch basketball in the 90s and I was quite obsessed with with the Bulls really <laughs> probably a little bit like because they had that dream team a couple of years didn't they yeah yeah so it was sort of when I was in my late teens so it would have been 16 17 and I think that dream team was like for like a five-year period in the in the 90s up until 98 this documentary is called the last dance and it focuses on this team and Michael Jordan in particular. And even if you're not interested in basketball, it's really interesting. It's the politics behind basketball, but also between the relationships of these men on court and off court and of the dynamics of their mental health, of how they got paid. I know I'm, I'm really not selling it, but it was really, really fascinating. And also, if you are into basketball, then obviously it's incredible because they show you these amazing clips of these incredible matches. And even if you're just vaguely interested if you just watch the trailer for it because Michael Jordan, well, in fact, all of these men as athletes are incredible. The things that they can do and the way they move around the court, like Michael Jordan, frankly, is like a basketball god. When you see what he could do, basically he was working as one of the highest scoring basketball players, but his team couldn't win. And then they got this new coach in who basically got the team to work as a team. So it wasn't just Michael Jordan and some other guys. And then that's when they started to win the NBA, yeah. when they all started taking advantage of everybody's skills and everybody's talents. And it's fascinating. I've been watching it on and off for a while and I'm, I've nearly finished it now and um, I can highly recommend it. And also, I, I like to delve into a bit of Shit's Creek. Do you like Shit's Creek? Shit's Creek is always on the go in the background. You love Shit's Creek. Do I love Shit's Creek? I literally won't allow myself to binge watch that. And I think once I finish, I'll go straight back to series one. I'll just keep that on a loop from one to six until I die. Oh, that makes me feel so good. As a Canadian, I mean, that was one of the Canadian TV shows that have come out that is, I mean, it's phenomenal. Who doesn't love Dan Levy? I mean, is there anyone? I don't think I so. I don't know who he is. Okay, Maureen, get out. <laughs> Eugene Levy's son. I don't know who he is. Don't you watch Christopher Guest films? Do you know what? I got auditioned by Christopher Guest. Oh, I knew you'd make it about you. I knew it. <laughs> you did, actually. I remember that. I did get auditioned by Christopher Guest. And it was very nice. And I came out, thought that went all right. And then I realised, I went to the toilet. And when I get nervous, I get herpes. And I just look like a plague victim. I was just red from my chest to my neck. Not herpes. Not herpes. You get a, a rash. You get um, a rouge. Yeah, I get those rouge. rashes. Yeah. Okay, you not don't, herpes. Herpes don't just appear like that, my love. <laughs> you know, neck herpes. I feel physically sick <laughs> thinking about your neck covered in herpes. I thought you called them herpes. Mm -mm. What did you call them then? No. no, love. Don't ever do that again. People are eating their breakfast while they listen to this. 
Somebody's having a sandwich going, herpes on the neck. And now that's it. They've thrown up. <laughs> I got red blotches. Hives. I got oh hives. God. That's what it is. Not herpes. <laughs> For a woman who spends her life reading, that is a big word mess up right there. I love you. Uh, this episode has mainly been about the fact that we're all falling apart. <laughs> Alison, let's talk to you about horror, horror movies. movies. Okay, well, I took a little trip back. Uh, you know, I always like an old school horror. And um, kind of to tie into the problem again, the dating the wrong type, I would like to introduce you to a lovely horror film called The Stepfather. I have never heard of this. The Stepfather, the original one, came out in 1987, which I recommend, okay, because I'm an old school fan. Basically what it is, is there is a man and he goes around and he marries single women with families and he tries to like become the perfect father and then when the family disappoints him, he kills them and then moves on to the next family. So just kind of as a warning, if you don't really identify those side eyes, they can be the end of you if you're not careful. (laughs) Alison, are you recommending the 2009 film or the original? Now, I like the original, the 1987, which you can see. The full version is available on YouTube, everyone. 2009 version uh, is on Netflix. It is good, but it's a bit more teeny bopper. All right. So it got 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I think go for the original, which is the 1987. It's a bit grainy, don't get me wrong, if you can handle that. But it stood out in my mind. I never forgot it. I never forgot it. That's where I was at. So the stepfather. And the 1987 version gets 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's great. I mean, if we're going just by Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm? Yeah, that sounds good. I actually, I don't know if I'd enjoy that one because that sounds kind of, awful well it is but it, i just i thought it was a good one and and you know what's so funny is in the original it was a daughter so it was a mother and a daughter and then in the remake they went with like a, a mom and a hot son and i think the hot son was to bring in the young you know teenage oh. that's exactly it so the 1987 version is like here's a story 2009 is like let's take this story and then market it to the teens right okay well, it's still like even at 87, it, it made two and a half million at the box office. That's pretty good, isn't it? It was scary for its time because it was close to like the idea of a single woman could meet a man and he could be this, you know. It, it, it... Oh, my God. Have you seen Dirty John? Of course I have. I've watched the documentary and the movie. Amazing. I haven't watched either, but I've listened to the podcast. Is it good? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. This is what I'm talking about. Con man who goes around and just yeah, like. There's a point where I'm like. And you were saying it. Everyone is saying to you, this guy's wrong for you. This guy is clearly a psycho. Obviously, yours wasn't a psycho. It was just a bellend. And not hearing that and just hearing what he's saying, it's just, it blew my brain. There was one point where I won't do spoilers or anything. There was one point where something happens where I went, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And I listened to it on a couple of car journeys. So it's, it's a podcast. It's called Dirty John. Obviously, it's free. You can listen to it. I, I There's would a TV rec- series called Dirty John. Yes. Yeah, the podcast yeah. was such a success. They made it into a TV series. With Eric Banner. With um, Banner. I haven't seen the TV series. And I think Amazing. having listened to the podcast, I don't think I could. Because I found the, the podcast itself, I was like, oh, my God. Frustrating. But I can recommend it and I'm not really into true crime that's not really my genre but I really enjoyed it and Maureen I think you might too well I'd enjoy Eric Banner I think all right well watch the Netflix then (laughs) I mean I've just give you a recommendation you just swipe it to one side fine (laughs) 
going to be Maureen's cultural caller. Uh -huh. I haven't started it, Maureen. We... Hello. I'm, I'm going to start that again. <laughs> I think it's time for Maureen's cultural caller. All right, this time we're going into the BBC archives. Da -da -da. So uh, just three series I'd recommend. Ooh. One is The Edge of Darkness, which I don't know, Jen, you might be too young to remember, which was a big hit in the 80s, mid-1980s. And it's a cross uh, between a police drama and a political thriller. But at its core is the love of a father for his brutally murdered daughter, who's played by Joan Wally. The father, who's called Ronald Craven in the series, is played by Bob Peck, who's a brilliant actor. And he's a police officer who decides to unofficially investigate the murder. His daughter was an environmental activist, so it doesn't take him long and he comes face to face with government cover-ups and the machinations of the nuclear power industry. And it's, it's definitely Thatcher's Britain, but it's still an intriguing watch. And not only for the picture it presents of the British state as a law unto itself, how things have changed, it was also made into a film later on with Amazon, with um, Mel Gibson. But the TV series is much, much better. So I definitely recommend that. The next one is State of Play, which I thought was quite recent. Oh, a State of Play, I've seen that. It's I've actually from 2003. I didn't realise it was that long ago. And it's a bit like Edge of Darkness. It's a kind of modern equivalent. And at its centre, it's also a political conspiracy, though this time it's the oil business. And John Sim, he's always... In, everything John Sim tends to do is always really good. John Sim, he's a journalist, Cal McCaffrey, and he uncovers corruption while investigating the murder of the mistress of a longtime friend and a hotshot politician, Stephen Collins, played by David Morrissey. And there's great writing, great acting, a twist at the end that no one sees coming. And also you've got Bill Nye in there, so you can't go wrong. And James McAvoy. What a treat. You might find it on iPlayer because they're sticking everything on iPlayer now, aren't they? So you might find it. And then uh, the last one is something that you've probably never heard of. It's Zen, right? Z-E-N. And they only made three episodes of it. And then for some reason, they cancelled it. It is absolutely brilliant. Totally recommend it. It's a police drama set in Italy. It stars Rufus Sewell, who's an absolutely fabulous actor and incredibly easy on the eye, I have to say. As an Italian detective, he's from Venice. He's working in Rome, so he's the outsider. I've seen it. Have you seen it? It's really, really good, isn't it? I've seen it. I've watched it with my mum, of course. It's excellent. He's like this honest cop. So he's trying to solve these crimes when everyone else around him is corrupt. And it's just really well done. Rufus Sewell is brilliant. Looks good. Detective stories are intriguing. And you have a lovable hero at its core. And if you get a chance, I would just... It's just only three episodes, but it's really, really worth watching. Maureen, that sounds like three fantastic recommendations from the BBC archives that nobody has access to. No, you can just buy them. I mean, when you said look at the film on YouTube, I don't think you should look at the film on YouTube. You should buy the film. It really annoys me that people will pay four quid for a coffee, but then they resent paying four quid for a DVD. What price is art? We should buy the blinking things and support other artists. You're absolutely right, Maureen. Absolutely right. We should be charging for this, actually, shouldn't we? What are we doing? What are we doing putting out free content that, that no one asked for? <laughs> it is hard, isn't it? And I think our generation do think about these things differently in terms of buying. Like, I buy all my music and I buy all my um, movies and stuff. Well, I don't. I suppose I, I stream a lot of it, don't I, on Netflix now. But They'll get money from that. So, yeah, but not much. But I do appreciate what you're saying. And I think there's a whole generation of people that just aren't used to paying for anything no. and they expect things to be free. But and... then you devalue art. Well, yeah. Exactly. You know what, though? We're the blockbuster generation, right? We would go and rent a movie. But the younger generation. Yeah, they're not, they don't want to pay for things. Younger than Xennials, they just gimme. Yeah, 
I know. I'm kidding. No, you're all wonderful. Please listen to our podcast. They're not listening. Uh, there's no one under 40 listening to this podcast. <laughs> I just want you to know that. They might have stumbled upon it. Uh... I know. They might be like, Mom, what are you listening to? Oh, this sounds really annoying. Um, yeah, I agree with you. And I also, I feel like that about, you know, the work that we do, actually, because I think now that uh, we're in a position where it, it's harder to get work and people are offering us gigs, aren't they? For like, hey, you know that gig that you used to get paid this for? Hey, how about you get paid a third of that? Yeah. I had that this week. Yes, well, that's what I'm referring to, Maureen. Maureen's like, should I do this gig for £11? No. <laughs> Because then you're only worth eleven pounds. Yeah. I don't have to quote Zamo from Grange Hill, but I will in this instance. Just say no. Okay? Just say no and just tell them what you're worth. I'm worth this much. Do you want to pay me this much? And they'll go, No, and I don't need to, because they'll do it for eleven pounds and then you're stuck. You haven't got any work. So it doesn't <laughs> sometimes standing your ground doesn't always work out, Maureen, but I still feel like you'll sleep better. <laughs> Kids, this has been great. I think the only thing now to end on is what has got my goat? And I did talk to all of you about this earlier on this week, but I have barely slept a blinking wink because, listen, when we bought our property, we didn't realise it was cheap because we lived amongst the students. We were like, hey, why is this so cheap? It's crazy. Oh, we are literally surrounded by bricks. Bricks to the left of us, bricks to the right, bricks in front of us. Actually, the people behind us are fine. Um, and everybody now is because of the new lockdown restrictions. Everyone's like, oh, my God, we've got to have a party every night. And let me tell you, there is more than six people in their house all the time. I do remember this when I was a student. And we had I think we had one party once and the, the neighbor next door came and she just looked haggard and sad and angry. And she was like, could you almost in tears, please turn the music down. And this week had one party in the whole year. Well, I have that every night, okay, someone's having a party. And then they do this thing where they're outside and they're talking to each other. There's music going on in the flat, but then they take their phones out and play separate music. And then it's something dreadful. And then because they're pissed or off their faces, they don't talk to each other. They shout at each other. And then Chloe's like, you go, you have to tell them. And I'm like, I can't. If I tell them, I will kill them. (laughs) So... Chloe, the other night, had to go out and she's very polite. She went, sorry. And she has a voice that sounds like she teaches children. Yeah. So she comes out and she goes, excuse me, it's very late. Could you please go inside? And they hear her and go, oh, yes, I'm so sorry. And they go inside. Fast forward two days, my turn to go down. I'm like, you fucking bunch of <laughs> Completely lost. <laughs> I didn't even go, hi, guys, could you just keep the noise down? I just went, what the fuck is wrong? <laughs> I don't have it in me to be able to just be the calm, reasonable person. And then I go back inside and my adrenaline is through the roof. And then I don't sleep till five o'clock in the morning because I'm... Have you thought of getting your mum to do it? Waking a 75-year-old woman and dragging her around to my house. <laughs> mum, sorry, could you deal with this, please? They wouldn't do it again. Well, I, I wouldn't do it again because she's like, why have you woken me? It is 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> so that's what's got my go. And uh, I'm not really sure what to do about it. Well, because they shouldn't be meeting. They shouldn't be interacting that much. So at this point, too, I want you to take some of the guilt away if you do have to report them because it's more than just gonorrhea that they're going to be spreading. Right? <laughs> they just want to transmit their little sexual things amongst themselves. That's fine. But right now, it's a pandemic. I know. You're right. You're right. Anyway, that's what's got my go. It wasn't particularly amusing. It was just um, an opportunity for a rant. Listen, sometimes not everything is funny, guys. Some things are just dark. 
Yeah, and my sleep deprivation, after having gone through that for years with my children, I can't go through it again. I just can't. I can't. I can't. can't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, babe. Hey, let's not end on a downer. One positive thing of the week. Maureen, go. Oh, I don't know. Let's go to Alison first. (laughs) One positive thing of the week. Alison, go. Okay, I've got a positive one. I'm happy to be doing stand-up in front of audiences again because it's been a real long time. So there we go. I'm happy that that we're trying to find some normality in our industry in this chaotic time, and it felt good to be doing it again. So that's my positive one. My positive is that my children are back at school, um, and I now have time in the day to just look into the middle distance. And no one is going, can I, you teach me how to do that? I don't hear that anymore. And that's that's a real positive. Maureen? Still still nothing. (laughs) Still nothing. Great. Good. All right. Well, let's end it there. That's a brilliant way to end it. Absolutely unbelievable. Women talking bollocks. If you enjoyed today's episode, then why not subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, like us, leave a wonderful message saying how much you enjoy our dulcet tones, particularly mine. And you can also follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. It's WTB underscore podcast. Leave a nice comment. If you didn't really enjoy the show, then don't leave a comment. Just tell somebody you don't like very much to listen to the next one and then we all win. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.